Why thinking a veteran can get awkward today on the world. I'm Marco Werman. On Memorial Day, we remember the fallen, but a lot of people also go out of their way to thank veterans for their service. Some vets, though, say this just makes them feel uncomfortable, even angry. However kind-hearted that thank you is, it's made without much interest in what they're thanking you for, which is killing people. We'll get different perspectives on that. Also remembering a German U-boat attack off of New Orleans, plus a musician from New Zealand who likes to pretend like he's not. I really get off on sounding like... I'm from somewhere else or from some other time. It's, uh, you know, it's quite freeing for me. Those stories today here on The World. It's Memorial Day, and over the next hour, we'll be hearing some stories about vets and the cause of conflict. One story about vets painting and rug making to get past the trauma of war. And we'll hear about the big news and big change for a vet who was deported to Mexico. We actually start things off today in the war court at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Self-described 9-11 mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, along with four co-defendants, appeared at a pretrial hearing about what can and cannot be used in their future trial. This is pretty grand legal stuff, but it's critical. At its heart, this pretrial hearing is a debate about torture. My WGBH colleague Arun Roth is in Guantanamo and was at the hearings this morning. He's just outside the courtroom. This is all about looking past the trial itself and looking to the sentencing phase. They want to be able to have as much information on the record about the ill treatment of these men, uh, their, their waterboarding and uh, the abuse that they suffered, the torture at the hands of the CIA before they even arrived at Guant- in Guantanamo. The idea being that when it comes to the sentencing phase, they will be able to admit this and have it count in some way towards the punishment for these men, uh, the idea being that maybe they would be able to be spared the death penalty if the defense can argue that their ill treatment was so morally reprehensible that we have now lost the moral authority to be able to execute them. Yeah. How likely is it that the U.S. government will entertain that, that side of the story? I, I, th- I think very unlikely. I, mean, I, I can't imagine that happening. Although, Mark, I, I would say this. I mean, there are five defendants here, and not all of them were as involved in the plot as Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. So it's possible maybe that, that one of these individuals might be able to be spared a life sentence and might be able to be spared execution in the end. But it's hard to imagine and hard to say still at this point. So the man at the center of what will be a trial, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, what did he look like today and how did he respond to the proceedings? He looked in very good health. Uh, clearly, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is, is not hunger striking. He, he's got quite a belly on him. And his beard, we actually talked about this uh, a few years ago when he started to stain it red to, I guess, show his devotion. It's gone to a full on orange now. I, I'd even call it flamboyant. Oh, wow. What's going to happen this week overall, and what's at stake with this hearing, as we said, what's essentially torture? Interestingly, Marco, probably the most exciting, for for lack of a better word, witness that we'll have this week involves abuses that allegedly are going on right now here in Guantanamo. One of the defendants, this is Ramzi bin al-Shib, he has been saying that he's been subjected to vibrations and noise in his cell in Guantanamo to torment him, basically, in, 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 in a way that's kind of similar to the ways that the CIA used uh, noise to sort of harass prisoners o- over time. The defense is going to call as a witness Abu Zubaydah, who is one of the highest value detainees at the prison. He was 
considered to be part of Osama bin Laden's inner circle. He's not been seen since 2002, and apparently he's been experiencing some of the same stuff, and uh, we'll be called in to talk about that. And so we'll hear some testimony about the super top secret Camp 7, where the high-value detainees are, are being held. So this is an important hearing, but in terms of the actual trial, much less some kind of verdict, that's also going to take time. What is the outside estimate? Well, earlier uh, this year, I saw an estimate of 2020. Last week, I saw somebody put it at 2025. Last night, Jim Harrington, who's a, one of the defense attorneys, said to me that the actual start of the trial gets farther and farther away each day. Like the more they dig into this stuff, the harder it gets. My WGBH colleague, Arun Rath, at pretrial hearings in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Thanks very much, Arun. Thanks, Marco. Pleasure. So expect a long wait before a trial and an even longer wait for a verdict. That's something that families from the African nation of Chad can certainly relate to.